This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Well, hello and welcome back to the Behold podcast, everybody. My name is Sean and I'm here this morning with my my man in arms. Is that a term? It is now. Wow. I was, uh, yeah. Man in arms. Man in arms. Because we're, 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 we're lifting weights or what are we doing? I don't know. We're, we're fighting the good fight. <laughs> oh, we're fighting the good fight. Like, <laughs> like, like, uh, like battle. Like it's definitely what I was thinking when I said that. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, hi guys. I'm Dan. Hi Dan. You, 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 if you were listening last week, you might have noticed that Dan sounds better today. I do. I got a lot of, I got a lot of concerned individuals coming up to me <laughs> since last podcast. Uh, are you okay? Like, are you going to make it? Um, you made it. I made it and I'm on the upswing and I'll probably just be coughing a little bit here and there, like for the rest of my life. But other than that, I'm good. I feel like we all are though these days. I know. Everyone wow. I've talked to is like, oh yeah, that lasted for three months. Like you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Great. If only you were like a paid singer or something for a living. I know. Well, the funny thing is I feel the best when I'm singing. Mm. Like I, it, it doesn't like bother my singing at all for some reason. In fact, in some ways, it might even be better because it gives me like a little, I can get like lower notes that I wow. can. Uh, anyway, <sighs> that's neither here nor there. That's a fun fact. That's true though. Actually, there's been times where we had to like record like a narration for a church video or something. And there's one I did that was pretty sick and it was the best one because it was like so croaky and low. Yeah, you know? exactly. Anyways, hopefully if you're listening, you're all healthy and doing okay. Yeah. If you're struggling with a three-month cough like Dan is, then man, we feel you. We feel you. Carry on, men in arms out now, there. <laughs> now you got to do something cool last night. Do you want to tell the, the beholders out there? You got to do some kind of unique, special. Yeah, sure. Um, if for those of you who don't know, we besides the groups that are a part of Valley Bible Church, we have a lot of groups we meet in our buildings for a variety of reasons um, from outside of our church community. We like to share. We like to share with the and, community, and yeah. we have two of those groups. Um, that meet here on uh, Tuesday nights. And one of them is a group for guide dog training. So for people that need assistance, whether they're blind or, you know, you know disabled in some way. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so this is where you, where this group meets. And I think it's part of the process to become certified guide dogs, I think. Um, so anyways, it's a great group and they've been here for years and they've accomplished a lot of great things. And um, the elders thought it was important that we, every once in a while, have a pastor just go to those groups and explain what we do, you know? And this like is like as a church, like who, like what we're all about. Yeah. Because, yeah. and I shared this to this group last night, like we don't let groups meet here just because there's really two reasons. You know, one of them is that we want to be a help and a, and a blessing to our community, you know? And so hopefully that is true for those groups, um, in letting them meet here and use the building at a pretty cheap price and all that kind of stuff. But the second reason, which is really the bigger one is, our hope and desire is that as people are doing their meetings and, and communicating with staff here to plan stuff, that they're getting exposed to our church family, you know, and the things we believe and just our culture. Um, and that, that's definitely going to happen organically through that process. But every once in a while, the elders want just a few minutes for a clear communication of what is it that we believe here as a church family um, to all those groups. And so last night was that for the guide dog group. I've never spoken to a group of dogs before, so that was the first first time for me. Did you have any? Did you have any like uh, good dog jokes or anything? You know, I did. I did have one one good hitter, and I I, I brought up how I grew up with a Great Dane. You know, I love dogs, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. said, but now I have a much more ferocious beast. 
my household. It's my two-year-old daughter, Wendy. Oh, yeah. People love that, you know. But anyways, yeah, I, that's a good example to me of a type of scenario where we should all be equipped and able to walk into a room, doesn't matter who it is, and communicate what the central truths of the gospel are, you know. And I shared this with you, Dan, but I had this big handout. I didn't want to go through all of it with them. So instead, I just told them, hey, I'm going to share three central truths that are really core to everything we do here at Valley Bible Church, you know. And there are three R's because I like alliterations. And R. it was revelation, which is scripture. It's God's revealed word to us. So we're called Valley Bible Church, right? Um, the second R was redemption, which is the finished work of Jesus, God's redemptive plan for us. And then the third R was restoration. And I told them I cheated a little bit because I was two halves. One is restoration now, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we participate in being his church. Mm. Um, but then, of course, the final restoration, eternity. Um, and really, if you think about it, all those things are things that should be affecting every ministry we do here, every podcast we do. You could draw a do. line from everything yeah, we do absolutely. to one of those, yeah. Um, so anyways, all to say, it was a unique crowd a little bit. If you're uh, in that guide dog group and you're listening by some We love chance, dog people, but dog people are uh, a, a, a certain breed, if you will. Wow, that's a good word there. Yeah. And uh, that it's, it's, a special, it's a special job, too, I feel like, to train a guide dog because you probably get super attached and then you kind of gotta let them go right yeah that's a weird space for sure so anyways if you are listening you're at all associated with that group thank you very much for giving me the time last night it was a real pleasure that's fun that's fun um yeah uh, another cool thing happened this week that we thought we'd kind of catch you guys up on before we get into just um kind of debriefing the the ser- the sermon from sunday mm-hmm. um but we did this great exercise as a staff where we just we we met a little bit earlier in the day so that we could do our, our, our normal staff meeting. It was a little abbreviated, but then we spent some time just as individuals spread out throughout the building, just for, for personal prayer and, and devotion with, you know, time with the Lord with the goal of thinking ahead to 2023. And I mean, we're here already, but the, you know, as the year's unfolding, just, going over some goals that we have personally in our uh, relationships, whether it's family, neighbors, friends, um, and then also just, you know, in our ministry settings. Um, and it was really cool because it's just an opportunity for us to, it, it, it can be so busy life. And, and whatever your profession is, whatever your work environment is, um, if you're at home with kids, if you are, uh, a computer programmer, or if you're in sales or you're an educator or whatever, like there's just so many tasks to do. And it's just, it's really easy to just kind of just go, 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 go. And so it was really awesome to be able to just stop and, and just pray and listen yeah. and just ask God for a vision for, for the, the, the year to come. And I know not all of you have the luxury of being able to do that while you're at work, like while you're <laughs> on the clock, like we do, but if, if there's anything you could do, you know, whether it's, you know, you, you wake up early one day or you stay up late one night or, you know, you just um, take a long lunch break or whatever, but it just was incredible time for, for us. And so we thought we'd share just a, just a couple little things that God was speaking to us through that time. So Sean, why don't you, why don't you start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I just want to back up what you said. It's such a valuable use of time, you know, and we've kind of hit that theme a lot, actually, in the last couple of months on the podcast, you know, that idea of the quiet place or just resting in scripture and, and prayer. And 
know, that word eremos again, mm-hmm. Jesus modeling that. Um, so it was really great to do that. And I think for a lot of us, that time can just fly by really quickly, actually. Two totally. hours sounds like a long time, but then you just blink and it's gone. And in that time, I think the Holy Spirit is often just kind and intentional and kind of guiding you in a process, a prayer journey a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so for me, there's kind of two halves of what the time looked like. And the first one, I just immediately I was reminded and just struck by how abundantly blessed, you know, we are and I am and my family is. And I think we all can say that and we all know that. And you know, we all know that here in the Bay Area, we're a fluent area and we're doing well compared to a lot of parts of the world, you know. But really in just a, a heartfelt way, I was just struck by that of just, man, there's so many things that I would consider worries right now that when held against other people's worries in other parts <laughs> of the world, it's just night and day. And I feel silly for even worrying about that. You yeah, know, things yeah. like um, retirement in the Bay Area or house prices and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, those can be very impactful things in your lives. And yet I was thinking as I was praying, I was filling my, filling my water bottle. I'm like, man, some there's people in the world, all over the world, who work harder than I do every single day just to get clean water. Like, wow. And here I am, you know. So anyways. Walking down the hall chilled I know. filtered water in my air conditioned building yeah. you know it's just like man god is so kind to us and and so anyways that really kind of began that the the lens through which the rest of my prayer time looked like which is just i don't want to squander what god's given me you know yeah. i want to be used well whether we're talking about financial resources whether we're talking about his giftings for us you know whether we're talking about the people in my life that he has connected me with and entrusted me with you know i just i want to be used how he wants me to be used with the most impact I can have for those people and for the kingdom, you know? And so kind of a theme that kept coming up in some of the scriptures I was reading through and just the Holy Spirit's encouragement and conviction was this idea of, you know, the, the joy and freedom of discipline, you know? And uh, in general, I'm kind of a systems guy. I like having systems for things. It really helps me. Um, but the point of it isn't just to have a system. The, the point of it is that by having a system, you're buying yourself freedom later, Right. Like one thing that one analogy for my time that I really want to think about right now is viewing my time like I view my money in terms of budgeting, ha- yeah, yeah, budgeting and 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 stewarding, being yeah. stewarding and being really tight fisted in some places, appropriately so, so that in other places I can just be so free and not think about it, you know, yeah. and then be available to use my time or money how God wants me to, you know, with this person or in this event or with the guide dogs or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept kind of coming back to that of just what are things that I want to put into place this year for my, my, myself, you know, for my family, for my ministry, some of my other roles here at church, you know, that, um, in doing so will give me joy and freedom, you know, to be able to use, be used where God wants me to be used. Cause I, I wear a lot of hats, you know, I do a lot of different things and sometimes that can be overwhelming for a lot of people of, I just feel like I'm always just doing this and this. You're and this, getting pulled you know? in all these different directions. Yeah, whatever. and I think a lot of the times the the franticness of that comes down to not practicing foresight, you know, and really mm. budgeting ahead of time with those things. Because I was just reading through some of the gospels in that prayer time of looking at Jesus, and it's like, dude, this guy is changing hats every paragraph. You know, <laughs> he's talking to this person, he's praying for this woman, he's healing this person, he's doing this miracle. You know. And I can't imagine if it was one of us in that situation and someone's like, Jesus, please heal me, please heal me. You know, and he's like, sorry, I'm, I'm in just, teacher mode. Sorry. I'm just the wine guy today. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like I can't, I can't handle that. And that's how yeah. we view our time. Sometimes we try to just not anyways. So I just want to be open handed with that. And, um, God was just kind of reminding me of or re reminding me of some of the giftings that I think he wants me to foster and stir up more this year 
Um, and so in pursuit of that, I'm going to try to buckle down in some other areas. Um, but anyways, since then, one, one simple example of just a time thing is I think for a lot of us, our morning routines or whatnot have ebbed and flowed and changed and it's seasonal and that's fine, you know. Uh, but mine has changed since having Wendy. Um, but since that prayer time, one just simple thing is I'm always kind of f- trying to figure out where to insert like a prayer window or, or Bible window in my day, you know. And it's not always easy. And I was thinking about my mornings. And it's okay. Most mornings I wake up around 630 and I work out most mornings. And there's a window of time after working or after waking up and before working out where I will like drink a coffee or take a pre-workout or something mm-hmm. and then wait about 20 minutes and then work out. And just lately that time has looked like for me, I like wake up and I'm kind of groggy. I do the yeah. caffeine thing and then I just kind of scroll on my phone or read emails or catch up, you know, until I work out. And during that prayer time, I was like, wow, what a waste of my life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I kept using that for scripture and prayer, you know? Yeah. So my new goal right now, which I want to do for the next 200 or so days is I want to read the New Testament and I'm going to take one chapter a day in that 20 minute window mm. and then just spend the rest of the 20 minutes in prayer. And yeah, already I'm just, the, the God, God is good and, and that time has been impactful for me. So one that's little great. Change. Sounds like a great, some great, great smart goals in there, which are, which are fun, right? Yeah. If you haven't heard that, that acronym before, SMART is a helpful tool for goal setting. Yeah. So we got specific, mm-hmm. measurable, uh, achievable, achie- achievable. Um, and then the R is, uh, relevant. So it's mm-hmm. so, like, it matters to, you know, what you're all about in your life and then time base is the T, right? <clears throat> yeah. So really don't just say, don't just say for your, I don't want to say new year's resolution, but if you're setting goals right now, don't just say, I oh, want to be a, I want to eat better yeah, or whatever. I want to read the Bible more. Yeah. Whatever. Instead say, I want to read the the like i just said the new testament by by august yeah you know and so what are you gonna do to make that happen Uh, and don't say i'm gonna read the new testament this week because it probably won't happen right it's not not achievable not not, not realistic so anyways yeah that's one one example of of a takeaway for me from that time that's so awesome dude yeah i think for me similar similar experience just just with a journey and it's so cool whenever i try whenever i go into those times where i have extended time in prayer, whether it's, whether it's 20 minutes or, or multiple hours, I, I try to have, um, like goals, you know, things I want to get to things I want to bring to the Lord, mm-hmm. but I try not to have an agenda if, if that makes sense. Like, because I, I want, I expect that time to be dynamic. I, cause I, cause I expect God to, to, to take me in directions that that I didn't plan for. I want to be open-handed with that time, you know, and, and, and really go where he leads. And so we had been uh, tasked, tasked ahead of this, you know, time with like writing out our goals, you know? And so I had those, I ended up not really spending much time on those goals. The the Lord led me in a completely different direction. And he brought me to first Timothy chapter four. And, you know, obviously this, this letter is all about, Paul, uh, just giving Timothy, um, equipping him, you know, what, what does it mean to be an elder and a shepherd and a leader in, in, in the church? And so it's just chock full of, of, of stuff to just sink your teeth into Mm -hmm. in terms of just growing and, and moving forward, you know, and fanning into flame what God's given you. And so in chapter four, you know, you see a theme where, where Paul's just to Timothy's like, if you want to be a good servant of Jesus, then 
you have to be about his, his word. Mm. You have to be about the things that he taught. And your, your number one goal as a leader is to, is to get to, to pass that on, to give that, so to, to make sure that you are trained in God's word mm. and then, and then you're passing it on to someone else. And, you know, I was just thinking about all the different people that I interact with in this, in my job here and, and in my neighborhood and on my kids' sports teams and even in my family, you know, and I'm just like a goal, a goal for me for this next year is, is I don't want, I, I want to try to work in God's word to every conversation that I have, you know, I want to think, have this, develop this mindset where it's like the very best thing that I have to offer somebody is, is some truth mm. from, from God's word. And, and in that, in this passage too, Timothy talks, Paul talks to Timothy about training in that. And he says, it, it, training yourself physically is good, but training yourself for, for the purpose of godliness, that has value beyond anything else you can, you can, it doesn't compare to anything else. Mm. And so just wanting to be a man who, cause, cause if I'm, if, if my goal is to pour out God's word in all these conversations I have and all these interactions I have with people, well, what do I have to do on the back end? Mm. I mean, before I, I have to be filling up on it. I have to yeah. be training and I have to be pouring in so that I have something to offer people. And so <clears throat> that was, that was a real word from the Lord for me. And, yeah. and then in verse 12, this is a passage that, or a verse that a lot of people are familiar with, um, you know, Timothy was a relatively young elder in the church. And he says in verse 12, don't let anyone look down on you or despise you for your youth, but set an example for all the believers. And he gives these, these different arenas. So in speech in conduct in love in faith and impurity. So five different arenas that he is encouraging Timothy, hey, even though you're young, you can still be an example to all the believers. Mm. And so that really just resonated with me. And I I think God was showing me, hey, you've got a lot of eyes on you. And I think it that's true for for all of us to some to some degree, whether it's our kids, whether it's our coworkers. We have we we <laughs> it's so easy for us to forget that that we're we're setting some kind of example. Yep. <laughs> right? By by the way that we but and I love these different categories because it it's really all encompassing, right? So, you know, you're talking about the words that come out of your mouth. You're talking about how you live, how you love. How much are you trusting God? And and is your are you living a life that is that is undefiled? Are you living mm. a life that is that is completely devoted to God um, in in what you see and how you spend your time and what you do with your money and what your motives are and things like that? Yeah. So anyway, so just and it was cool because as I started to look at those different arenas, I kind of went back to my my goals list mm-hmm. and it was like wow all. All of I could draw a line from all of these goals to, to one of these categories, to yeah. one of these arenas. And so it was just, yeah, it was really, it was really convicting. It was really, you know, encouraging. And and I think it kind of 
I don't know. I think it can be overdone. It's like, this is my theme for the year. You know what I mean? But I think it is. I think God does work in that sometimes where he's just like, Hey, this is in your process of sanctification. This is what I want you to focus on this year. And so just this idea of just being an example in all these different arenas. And I, you know, I think I'm a, I can be kind of a free spirit, just flow and, and, and go and just, live my life. And, (laughs) you know, and I just think God is calling me to, to be just a little bit more mindful of, um, yeah, just those eyes that are on me, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And then there was a, just a, I'll share a ministry goal really quick, just because there might be some Valley Bible worship people out there listening. And, uh, you know, the studies show if you share a goal, with people, you're, you're, you're the likelihood of you following through with that goal actually increases uh, significantly. It becomes official. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I, I'm so encouraged at just where, with where the, where the worship team is here at the crossing, where we're at, you know, just the quality of people we have, um, just the, <clears throat> just the vibe and, and just the spirit and the unity that we have. And I'm just, I love, I love it. It's just maybe the best place it's ever been. Um, but I'm, I'm, I want us to, to spend time together outside of ministry settings. And so my goal for the 2023 is to, is to plan one fun event, one meaningful event a month outside of ministry. You know, we're not, we're not practicing for anything. We're not, you know, serving in any way. We're just, um, you're enjoying each other. We're just enjoying each other and, yeah. and just building that community outside of, uh, you know, Thursdays and Tuesdays and Sundays. So anyway, I, this month's almost over. I better get on it. Yeah. That's in line with one of mine actually too, is we're, cool. we're doing these, these dinners. Actually, if you're an ultimate listener and you're on the team, I'll see you this Sunday night. Don't forget. Oh, Which, how fun. My poor wife. I, it's at my house cause we're hosting, but it'll oh be fun. Goodness. And the RSVP quickly became, now it's at 37 people. Dude, that's what you need, bro. So it's going to be a so packed, fun. packed house. I love it. With their kiddos. Anyways, it's going to be a great time. But yeah, I think, Thinking that way, you know, in your own lives, um, because I know that not all of you are dealing with ministry or things like that, but still there's so much merit and worth in thinking about, and, and even not just what do I want to do this year, you know, but who do I want to be this year? And I'm reading this book called Atomic Habits. Uh, I forget the guy's name, James something. <laughs> and he talks a lot about just this idea that it's often a lot more beneficial to be um, focused less about what, are the, what do I want to do and more about who do I want to be. Because if you have a goal like that, like what I want to do, it can kind of set you up into like black and white thinking of like I failed or yeah, I either I failed if I didn't make it yeah. or you did it and then you're like okay I'm good now what you next or yeah yeah instead it can be really valuable to think about like, what do I want to be who do I want to be this year you know like I want to be someone who is constantly filled with God's words so I can pour it out in conversation you know yeah that's we want to cool. be a ministry that loves each other and so we're gonna meet together and hang out uh, as we go you know I love that so think consider that who do you want to be. And then what are some just actionable, smart acronym things you can do to make that happen? Cool. Well, that was, I know it was really encouraging for us and, and, and uh, just to hear what the rest of the staff was, was hearing from the Lord too, was, was just really, really edifying. And I just, Hey, just buckle up VBC. We got a great year in store for you guys. Amen. Uh, that said, you know, we're not going to spend too, too long today looking at the sermon because really, Dan and I just want to connect and kind of share what's been on our heart um, this week. But we will take a look at it. And we're in the book of Luke, the gospel according to Luke. 
if you haven't been with us. And um, this is a fun section. This is the 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 first time that we see recorded words of Jesus in in the gospel. And a bit of a, a fast forward. You know, he was just presented at the temple in the last section of scripture. And then now we see 12-year-old boy Jesus. And um, if you're at the crossing this week or the ultimate two weeks ago, you'll remember Charlie kind of funnily telling the story, funnily, um, telling the story about... Humorously. Humorously. That's a better word. There we go. Thank you, man in arms. Um, he <laughs> told this great story of, uh, about, you know, Jude taking off and him being freaked out and finding him in an ice cream store kind of thing. But this happens with Jesus and with Mary and Joseph. He, he disappears and they first don't think about it. And then they're kind of like, oh man, where is he? And they find Jesus in the temple. And it's actually amazing what happens and what Jesus says. He's actually teaching the rabbis there. He's teaching the teachers at 12 years old. And when they ask him, Jesus, you know, what? why have you done this to us? And why have you taken off? His response is, well, basically, what, what else would I be doing? How could I not? You know, why would you expect me to be anywhere else but in my father's house doing my father's work? You know, and interestingly, it kind of ends after this encounter and, and Mary it ends with her just receiving that and then cherishing the God's truths, you know, and then you fast forward after this section of scripture, 20 years, basically. And Jesus is an adult and his ministry begins. And it's kind of an interesting jump. And just one fun context thing is Jesus is 12 and in Jewish culture at the time, it was very much the norm that when a boy is 12 years old, he begins taking up the work of his father. Um, because that's the, kind of the norm is if your dad's a blacksmith, you're probably gonna be a blacksmith. If your dad's a carpenter, you're gonna be a carpenter. And so it's very norm normalized in Jewish culture around this time to just expect that. And so for the, the Jewish readers of this gospel that Luke is writing, it would be, it makes so much sense to read this kind of thing of, oh, wow, Jesus is 12 years old and he is telling us what else would I be doing, but doing my father's work being in his house, you know? It's a fun, fun way to think about it. Anyways, I think we're just going to ask a few questions together and kind of talk through them based on the scripture and then sign off for today. So Dan, why don't you lead us in that? Question number one, what do you think puberty was like for Jesus? Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's like, cause you, you have that 20 year gap, yep. you know, it's like, and I love how Charlie, how Charlie, you know, he, he, he explained it in a way that really made sense because it's like <clears throat> Jesus matured naturally j just like any human child would. Right. He, I mean, think about it. Like he had to do potty training, right? He had, you know, he had to take his first steps. Like he had yeah. to learn how to read and write. He had to learn how, how to, you know, we're big on teaching our kids. How do you talk to grownups? Yeah. You know, you look at them in the eye and you ask them questions and you shake their hand. He had to learn all this stuff, all the social norms and things like that. And, and I was also just thinking about puberty, like, like, you know, just how awkward and challenging and like your whole body's just doing all these funky things. And, yeah. and God went through that. It's just crazy to think about. But anyway, it, there, I'm sure there was all of these um, just normal kinds of things that Jesus went through. So maybe that's why Luke didn't didn't like document that stuff, didn't put that stuff in there. Um, but it would be nice to know it. So, you know, what, maybe when, when we... We'll when have we, to ask him. Yeah, we'll have to ask him when we get there. But, you know, on in keeping with the theme of our podcast, Beholding... Let's let's just kind of kick around like like Mary, she you know, she stopped, she 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 went from like going a hundred miles an hour, probably stressing out, worried about her son, to slam the brakes on, let me treasure in my heart and contemplate who this Jesus is <laughs> mm. that that I'm raising. And I think that's something that 
we, I'd like to just hear from you, Sean, like, how do you practice that? How do you, how do you develop this contemplative reflective life and really just stop and behold Jesus? And, um, and, and, and remember guys from, from second Corinthians chapter three, verse 18, that is how God, that's his plan for transformation in our life. Is, is we behold, we really think and ponder and treasure up in our heart the person and the work of Jesus. And as we do that, the Spirit of God inside of us transforms us from, from one degree of glory to the next. So so what does that look like in your life, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think one thing which we've talked a lot at length about, I mean, always probably will in this podcast, is just you just need time. You need time alone with the Savior, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we have a bit of an advantage living in this new covenant life because um, we're not at it alone, right? Um, that this is the direct, this is directly the work of the Holy spirit in our lives. And when you read in John 14 about the spirit um, teaching us all things and bringing to our remembrance, all the things of Jesus and what he's taught us, that's the work of the Holy spirit. You know, uh, in John 16 about, about the spirit declaring the things of Jesus to us, you know, to, to make them true in our lives. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. And so I really believe that if you set that time to be alone with God's word and invite the Holy Spirit, that this process will happen for 100%. It might look a really different in different seasons of your life, you know, especially if you're a newer Christian or if you're a more mature Christian, you know more of God's word already in your heart. That'll look differently, right? I think for now, like right now in my life compared to 10 years ago, oftentimes when I sit down to pray and behold Jesus, it's more of scriptures that I already have, have put in my heart are brought to my memory, right? And and they have fresh meaning in my life and fresh mm-hmm. insight about what I'm doing. But when I was younger, it'd be a lot more flipping through the Bible just trying to read, you know, and God would pop things out to me, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so anyways, I think just just making time, like we just talked about in the intro of this, this episode, just making time to be with Jesus. And so for me, that's one thing. That's This is directly the part of that 20 minutes I want mm-hmm. before I get yoked. I want to get yoked with Jesus. You that's know? cool. I love it. And And... You know, obviously the thing you, you really implied there, but I just want to point to it is the kind of the, the star of the show is, is, is the word of God, the, mm-hmm. the, that's scripture, right? That is the, the source of, that's how we learn about the personal work of Christ. Everything. Yeah. Right. But it's also really easy. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people like this where they set aside that time and they get into the word, but it's there's a disconnect between um what they're reading and and their personal connection and, and abiding in in Jesus mm-hmm. and it just becomes a spiritual ritual it becomes a christian to do sure and so as you approach the word man it's so important to 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 turn on your relational side of your, of your brain and of your heart so that you can think of it as like, I'm communing with God, you yeah. know, because you can spend that time completely. Uh, <laughs> I I've done it ignoring God. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're, you're looking for God in scripture. You're trying to understand who he is through the person and work of Christ, but you're, you're, you're stiff arming him, keeping him at a distance or, yeah. and so Anyway, I think that's an important thing. Yeah, I think one tool you can practice to to read the word in an engaged way is prayer. 
is pray through the word. Um, I'm yes. doing this constantly of just pausing every sentence, literally, and and asking God, what does this mean in my life? You know, what does this mean in my role as a, as a father or husband, you know, and then or thanking God for that. Just yesterday morning, I was reading in Ephesians, you know, and I was just struck by Paul's prayer after he talks about the inheritance, you know, the Holy Spirit we're talking about right now. Um, he says this just passing comment is, hey, I have not stopped praying for you guys. But the, the, the prayer that he says he <laughs> prays for them is so profound. You know, I'll read it. Mm. I'm praying for you. I'm remembering you in my prayers that the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. I just read that and it goes on. But anyways, I read that and I was like, man, this is, this is a beautiful sentence, you know? Yeah. And then I just prayed to you. I'm like, God, I want this. Yeah, I, I want the eyes of my heart to be enlightened. You I know? echo this prayer. Yeah, yeah I, I want this. So anyways, just, just considering these things, not just a memory verse, you know, not just a story, but really what does this mean and do in, in my life, you know? And if you have questions about that or if you're unsure, because that's frequently in scripture, there's sentences that if you're not familiar with them, they can be confusing to read. Reach out. You know, text a pastor here at VBC. Call or, someone or, or group, ask. Yeah, out. bring it. Bring it to your to your VBC group and and hash it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we after our services and sometimes in the middle, we always say, "Hey, come up, talk to us." Pastors or pastors and elders are standing by. We'd love to pray with you. Yeah, yeah. Bring your questions and we'll we'll help you figure them out together. So, mm. was there something else you were going to say? Because I I was going to I was going to take in a little bit of a different direction. Did you finish all your thoughts on that? I think so. Yeah. Because I think that is so crucial, and you can't expect to have any meaningful relationship or connection or growth without time. You've got to put in. You got to put in the time. And then, kind of on the flip side of that, let's just say we're let's just say we're doing it. Let's kind of look at the microcosm of one day, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you've made some time, and and preferably in the morning, just because it. It just sets your day, you know, in the right frame of mind. It's it, it just it's like starting your day with the Lord. It um, it gets you going in the right way, right? But then you're out in the world and you're and you're living and you're doing your thing. One of the things I like to think about is my my spiritual radar, or you could say you know your Jesus radar, your beholding radar, whatever. And you yeah. just be silly with me and just picture you know, behind your ear, this little antenna just poking up through your hair, going up. And then it's got this, this radar that's just like sweeping all throughout the day. And as you, as you live your life, you, you notice the beauty of, of, of creation. And we live in such a beautiful area. Just lift your eyes sometimes and just look, look to the hills and look to the sky and, and see, see the, um, just the, the beauty of God in the trees and the creeks. And, and there's just a lot to behold there, right? Or and I know a lot of us have challenging interactions with people throughout the day, whether it's on the road while you're commuting or, uh, you know, different coworkers or, or whatever. But how many times throughout the day do you experience a, a kindness? Yeah. And I was thinking about 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, just love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it doesn't seek its own way. Um, do, do you ever experience that just as you interact with people? Do you, whether maybe it's some, someone giving a kindness to you or you giving a kindness to them, you, you're seeing Jesus in that, right? Uh, may, maybe there's a, a circumstance that 
that happens that God is, 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 is wanting to get your attention. And I think a lot of times we're just not, we're not aware. We're not keeping our radar open and it can be, we can really miss out on, um, you know, the, the little divine moments in the midst of the ordinary. And so I, I think you need both. I think you need, you need that extended time. You can't expect that for any, any significant growth or intimacy to be developed with, with Jesus apart from that. But then you also need to just stay aware as, as you go throughout your day. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I love the idea of just an awareness, you know, and kind of, which even going back to Paul's prayer, just the openness of the eyes of your heart. Right. Um, it reminds me of, John Mark Comer in one of his books, he has this mantra he talks about that he'll say to himself throughout the day, you know, in response to good things, in response to bad things, when he's feeling busy, you know, just throughout the day, he's reminding himself of this mantra and it's slow down, breathe, come back to the moment, receive the good as gift, receive the hard as a pathway to peace, abide in Jesus, mm. you know, and just love the idea. This is something you can say, if you get a raise at work, Something you can say if you're feeling stressed out, you know, whatnot. But I think it's just, there's so much value because Satan's working so hard to distract us, to surround us with noise, you know, to keep us from fixing our eyes on the heavenly things. And so having something like this, I mean, I think this is why people back in the day would wear the, what would Jesus do bracelets, you know, right. to remind themselves to have that awareness, you know? So I think, <laughs> I yeah. you said back in the day. I mean, that was, that was. Hopefully back in the day. <laughs> I was in, that was in my, our lifetimes, dude. Yeah, back in your that, day. We're not that old. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I think it's invaluable to have some form of just reset in your, your spiritual heart and your, your lives, you know? Yeah. I, I love that word reset and I'm going to geek out on pickleball for a little bit. Can, oh we, boy. can we do that? Please. Yeah, so, so the first three shots in any point, the whole uh, goal is to is to get everybody to the kitchen line, which is right by the net, to to start playing pickleball. I mean, that's that's the goal. It's like you know, you serve, you res- you, you return, you hit your third shot. Hopefully, you just drop it right in there, and then boom, everybody's right at that line, and now we're playing pickleball. Right? And the balls are pickles. <laughs> yeah, they're shaped like pickles. Actually, it's pretty amazing. So anyway, the the but sometimes what happens is things get a little crazy. Instead of maybe a third shot drop, somebody will will hit a drive, and it's just and and then you know the other team will send it back super fast, and things can get out of hand like super fast, and and it can get kind of furious and hectic, which is is part of the fun, but it's not really pickleball, right? But whenever that's happening. You there, there there's a there's a strategy that you can a type of shot you can hit that's called called a reset, wow. which is basically you're like hey I'm things are getting out of hand, and I'm I'm gonna hit this ball in a certain way where it's I'm gonna slow it down I'm gonna drop it in, and then we're gonna get to that line and now we're playing pickleball again if that yeah. makes sense, so I, I love the idea of because we talked about on Sunday, man, there's so many distractions, Mm -hmm. whether it's anxiety or just our schedules or people can be distractions, hobbies, things that goals we have for our professional life, our personal life. And when things just start getting out of hand and Jesus and his glory starts fading into the background, we need to develop some kind of go-to strategy where it's like, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna slow things down. We're gonna hit the reset button, yeah. And and then boom, we're back we're back to we're back to Jesus in His place, 
in our life. Yeah. And so whether it's a mantra that you develop like that, or it's, you know, even just something as simple as prayer um, or breathing or, you know, one of the things that that's really helpful for me is, is having scripture that I'm, that I'm cherishing in my heart and memorizing. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's there to grab whenever you need it. But yeah, however that looks like in your life, I think it's a great way to, to, to develop this, this lifestyle that we're talking about. Yeah. Just constant reset constant. I mean, maybe we'd also just rephrase that as constant fixing your eyes on Jesus, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like the idea of just getting ahead of the ball a little bit is so valuable because Satan's working so hard, like we said, to prevent that, to distract us. And I'm sure it's the same in pickleball. You know, if, if all you're doing is constantly reacting to what's happening around you, you're never going to be as effective as you could be, yeah. right? You're never going to be as fulfilled point. and have the capacity and all those things. And so whether we're talking about a reset hit in pickleball or whether we're talking about a bracelet or a mantra or something to, to reset your heart in life, man, having a second to breathe and get ahead and be proactive can be so valuable. Um, and really it's like you read every self-help book right now and it'll all talk about being proactive, planning ahead, getting ahead of the curve, all that kind of stuff. And this is not a self-help podcast. Um, Thank God. But 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 I think that these are really things that are in line with what we see in God's character and Jesus' character. You know, just this idea of intentionality, of foresight and planning. I mean, look at God's redemptive history for His people. How much how much how much prophecy happened to Jesus, and God knew exactly how that was going to all go down way ahead of time. You know. So, anyways, all to say, um, going back to the habits thing and just the, the the changes you can make in your life right now. Really, those those little changes as far as your, your daily habits, your schedules, whatever you want to call it, they're going to have really profound impacts in your life because you're, you're protecting yourself from having to be reactive to Satan and how he's working against you. Amen. Man, it's good, good stuff, Sean. Thanks for the conversation today, Bob. It's a good one. Yeah. Anything we want to tell him about uh, what's coming up next? Yeah, we're, we're chugging on in Luke. It's going to be great. Um, hope to see you guys, all of you at the crossing this Sunday at nine and 11 and then at the Ultima at 10. Um, and again, next week for behold podcast, as we keep just, uh, together beholding who Jesus is. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week. Online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.